This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face virtual meeting or suggest future show topics. Now, folks, our lives are filled with plenty of magic numbers. Maybe it's 13 or 7, right? But, you know, hey, when we turn 16, we get a driver's license. We turn 21, we can go out for drinks with friends. When we turn 65, we qualify for Medicare. But to me, age 50 is another magic number that deserves far more attention than it usually gets. Now, on an emotional level, turning 50 means you've hit the half century mark, which when you really think about it, it's pretty amazing. You know, it's a lot. It's longer life than most people were given just a couple hundred years ago. So but most importantly, age 50 is the perfect moment to take a breath, reassess your current financial position and how well it's preparing you for the kind of retirement you really want. Some financial service professionals believe 50 is a financially critical year because if your pre-retirement strategy and savings efforts aren't quite solid enough to get you where you want to be, you still have time to write your ship, potentially sail into a smoother retirement. But before we get into more specifics around the big 5-0, let me introduce the guy who is ship shape, always has his ship right, Tony Shore. And I don't care if you have or haven't hit the half century mark half. Um, but uh, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I heard uh, that. Yeah, I've I've hit it. Yeah. I've hit it. I, I there's no shame in that. It's my life's only half over. I've got a <laughs> a good half ahead of me yet. So uh, with longevity, I'll I'll live to a hundred. I have no problem with another fifty years. Uh, but uh, this is going to be an interesting one, and I love all the nautical analogies you were using there. Uh, nautical references, Captain Matt. Well, you know me, Captain Matt. That's why they call you Captain Matt. You're captain of your own boat. I love it. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, this is going to be a good one. I like the topic and uh, it applies to me. I have to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> there's always that, but uh, Matt, first I have to ask, how have you been? Well, I've been great. I just got one year closer to 50 this week, you know? Um, oh, wow. and that's interesting. So I'm, wow. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm one year away. I yeah. am just shy of a year of 50, right? So oh, I will be you don't 50 look at my day next... over 49, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working hard on that. And yeah. um, I am proud to say that I've gotten here. Good. We're taking Big callers up. on the show today or no? Uh, I just, I, I realized who it was. And so, no. It was... <laughs> We're not going to put them on the air live today. <laughs> no. Awesome. I, Honestly, yeah, I normally remember to turn that ringer off and I didn't. Uh, my apologies. I, I'm interested in the notion that, hey, if you reach 50 uh, or you're in your 50s and aren't quite where you want to be financially yet, 
there's probably still time to recover. I mean, uh, when it comes to finances, I think a lot of people feel like, hey, if they miss this particular benchmark or that benchmark, all is lost. But I know as we're going to learn today, that's not necessarily the case, is it? Yeah, this doesn't have to be fought, you know, like abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Ah, right. That does not line. need to exist. Sure. No matter what decisions you've made, there's course corrections you can make. Are you going to have the original, your original plan? Is it going to be there if you, well, it's probably because you didn't plan, but if maybe you had a picture and you thought this is what it would look like in the future. Well, as long as you make some corrections along the way, you can still salvage a lot of that plan if you put a plan together. Now, there was a recent article in AARP, the 10 retirement planning mistakes people make at 50. It has some really good perspectives. I think we could use to fuel our conversation today. As you know, I don't think we need any of these articles, Tony, because I think we have these perspectives ourselves. Right. But right. if you ever want to go and check some of these articles out, I don't. I, one thing I caution against heartily is getting too bogged down in financial news. There are some That's truisms true. I think true. that you'll find that we hit on week after week after week in this show. If you pay attention to those, most of these examples we're using, it's so that you can find something that means something to you that you can attach yourself to that you, and believe me, all really as silly as this may sound, what you need to know is that it's going to work out if you work it right. So the article we're talking about today, it first emphasizes that it may be wise to plan to stop working before the typical retirement age of roughly 65. Now that might be by choice. That might be by necessity. There was a survey from Employee Benefits Research Institute, and it noted that 48% of people retire before they're intended uh, because of layoffs, health concerns, or family needs. So you may think you're working to a certain age, and it, but it just might not happen. Some people retire earlier than they expected to, not because they wanted to. Now, when you get knocked for a loop by a job loss in your 60s, it may be difficult to find a new one, especially one with the same salary, the same benefits package. So accordingly, when building a retirement strategy, it's imperative to consider the possibility of leaving your career earlier than you'd hoped. Not because you want to retire early, but because circumstances are dictating it. Right. And what you're saying is plan for the hope for the best, but plan for the worst kind of thing. Like, you know, build that early jobless contingency to have uh, some backup in your financial and retirement plan. And then maybe you'll never need that money. But if you don't, I'm sure that, Matt, you can help people or a financial services professional is going to be able to help you utilize it in a different way. Yeah. What's well, the? There's a lot bit worse problems to have than having too much money when you retire. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's so, true. Um, now, another thing to be aware of when you turn 50, make sure your finances are balanced between too much risk and too little risk. Now, so many people turn 50 and find out, oh my gosh, I'm running behind when it comes to my savings. And then they go ahead and they put their assets at too much risk in an effort to catch up. And when something goes bad in the market, they pull it all out and they're just locking into loss. You know, on the flip side, too much caution can also have negative effects on your future lifestyle. You know, if you're not putting enough at risk, there might not be enough gain. Now you talked about working with a financial services professional just before this, adequately balancing your assets and strategy is a reason to build a long, solid, relaxing ship with your financial pro. But more importantly, understanding what you need your money to do and why, having a plan put in place. The biggest mistake people make is not looking at their plan when they turn 50 
or yeah. not having that plan. Because if you know what your money needs to do, you're going to be able to stomach some of the things the market's going to take it through. But if you just have money sitting there because you're scared of what the market might do, or you think the market can only do great things, you're liable to make some big mistakes. Yeah. And I think the desire to catch up financially when you discover you're running a little behind on your retirement goals it can probably lead to some overly emotional decisions that you might make with your finances, which isn't good. You're right. And that's a very good point. Now, to that end, maybe you make some good decisions like 50 plus catch up provisions. That might be the most sensible answer for people who are a little short of where they want to be. So in 2021, people who are 50 and older can kick in an additional $1,000 to their IRA on top of the standard $6,000 limit. If you're self-employed and you're older than 50 and you have a simple IRA, you can throw in another $3,000 above the $13,500 limit. Now, how about 401ks? If you have one of those to your employer, you can contribute an additional $6,500 over the $19,500 limit. That's a big chunk of change. And when you're still working, you can open a Roth IRA, uh, that currently has a contribution limit of $7,000 for 50 and older. So there's a lot of options still without just throwing all your money into some, you know, new security that's out there, you know, some penny stock sure. and hoping that turns into a billion dollars, right? There's still a lot of other traditional options where you can sock away a lot more money and still have a smart strategy with it. Well, and it's clear to me that catch-up provisions then are a real powerful, uh, a really powerful lifeline for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Now, what can you tell us about how debt factors into a retirement strategy once a person turns 50? Oh, Tony, you have such great questions. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, it's probably no great surprise to a lot of people that if you turn 50 and you're burdened by significant debt, it's probably a really good time to start shedding this as quickly as possible in a responsible way, if it makes sense, right? Once you've hit the half century mark, you should be trying to work to get as debt free as you can, perhaps other than your mortgage. You know, once all your debts are paid off, you can then shift the focus to focus to paying off your mortgage before you retire. Uh, it, it, you know, heading into retirement without debt is going to open up a lot of exciting possibilities when it comes to retirement lifestyle. So the closer you can get to that, or if you can't achieve it, the better. Sure. I mean, no debt might make that dream of spending two weeks each year in Paris during retirement a little more realistic. I mean- That's somebody's dream? Shoot for the moon, I guess. Not it must be someone, someone's. I'm someone's sure. out there. But yeah. uh, I think the key there is to work with a financial services professional and have a relationship. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, make up a word like some people, relasting ship. I'm not going to say relasting re ship because that's not even a, that's, I don't know. That's, who, it's a fantastic strategy you have there, Tony. Relasting ship. Okay, Matt. Uh, I had to make fun of you a little bit there, but um, this has been a great conversation today and we're going to continue it. But first, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to get that plan in place. Uh, it's simple. You call 800-339-9252 or you visit us online at compass-ltd.com. But I oh. do have to say, did I say relasting ship? You did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Relasting <laughs> we'll, ship. We'll roll tape on that later. But yes. I'm going to have to hear that. <laughs> it's a butte, Clark. Okay, but you let's, kept going. Let's you, made it sound, you made it sound natural and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> let's bury that one before it gets out of the nursery. <laughs> that's great 
I don't want to hear that at some seminar. Like we're really focusing on relasting ships. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that to become a thing. That doesn't um, need to be a corporate right. buzzword. <laughs> well, what do you have for us next in this conversation uh, on ages? So the next thing, let's talk about, uh, be cautious about taking on college debt. Now, I'm not uh, talking about yours. <laughs> right. You know, it's a, really common for parents to, you know, especially in their 50s, to shoulder way too much of their children's college debt because they didn't sock enough money away into their 529 when the kids were younger. Um, or they're letting their kids go to a school that's a financially irresponsible decision. Sorry how that's going to sound, but it probably could be if you're taking on a ton of debt to send them there. True. Um, parents in that position, you can, they might rely on home and equity, home equity loans, other credit sources to cover the cost of a child's college education, but that might leave you with a pile of debt. And we were just talking about getting out of that debt, right? And they can't pay it off before they hit their preferred retirement age. There's no easy answer for people in this position because the drive to take care of our children is deeply ingrained. And most of us, for some people, listen, I have plenty of friends whose kids are young. They're like, I'm not doing a 529. I'm not doing anything. They go to college. They're paying for it. They're going to deal with whatever wow. that cost might be. Right. That's just how some people, that's their value system. That's tough to the love. Point, and then to the, to the total other extreme where it doesn't matter what it costs my kid to go get their underwater dance theory um, major, I will, I will pay $400,000 to make sure that they have the greatest underwater dance theory major that exists. And, um, if you are an underwater dance parent, probably not going to be the best client after the joke I just made, but there is somebody out there you for you. Don't offended worry. Someone, Matt. I'm sure there's, there's an advisor out there for you. Um, but maybe if we had talked earlier, there might've been different decisions made on college, Sure, but um, no, listen, it, it, I get it. It's not easy because you want to do it, but maybe one of the potential solutions have kids take out the loans in their own names and help them with the monthly payments instead of it all being on you. Again, it's going to put the kids skin in the game. You can help them, you know, they can get the loans and you can help them make the payments when they come due, if that's how you want to handle it. But also remember kind of rule of thumb, white paper studies show that, you know, as long as you're not more, as long as you're not more than a year of what you can earn in your desired choice of field in debt when you graduate college or in a manageable level of debt. But that's why a $240,000 degree in, uh, you know, just plain English doesn't often, doesn't often, uh, get the bills paid right away. Right. Right. Mom, so you want that's for my Roth IRA. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying, listen, I'm not saying it's not, it's not a good degree choice. It's just not a good degree choice for that level of debt. Right. Right. And, you know, you make a great point, though, helping your kids cover the cost of college, it can be stressful. So I think, once again, this is an area where people need to work closely with a financial services professional. Uh, there's no reason to try to figure it all out yourself uh, when there are knowledgeable professionals such as yourself, Matt, who are ready w and willing to help. Yeah. Listen, uh, you and I are both in the throes of this, right? We have kids in, going to college in college. So, we know what this is like. We know what the, oh, yeah. the weight of help is. But, you know, we also made some different decisions than a lot of people did. I started funding my kids 529 when they were born. Yep. Right. So that's been there for the whole time. My, my, you know, I told my daughter, this is how much money I'll have for you going into school. So you better do well. Yeah, this exactly. is how much I'm putting aside, yep. putting aside this much for you and this much for your brother. That's enough to keep you out of trouble in when you're in school for debt. And then her grades and, you know, scholastic stuff or her athletic endeavors 
took care of most of the rest. She won't graduate with any unbearable debt whatsoever, but that took a lot of planning. And if you want to make sure that's the case, listen, if you're in your fifties and you didn't do it, just help your kids out from making those same mistakes They're If they're in college now, they're probably what, 10 years away from starting to think about a family of their own, set up a 529, help them get their 529. So their kids don't go through the same thing you're going right through right now. Yeah. Good point. And I think that's really important. And uh, it, it's so good. So what's another thing that we need to work on when we turn 50? Uh, how about double checking your current healthcare strategy? Uh, yes. I'm not talking about all the different insurance products, which we could probably talk about if, if we get there. Great. I'm talking about the personal choices you make. You know, if you're eating and exercise habits at age 50 aren't all that good, you still have time to change your behaviors uh, for really for way better before you retire. Swap the double cheeseburger for a fresh salad at lunch. And then night, uh, the hour you watch whatever you're binging that week, take a walk, uh, listen to a podcast, stream a book, spend that time with your, with your wife, or you're going to get to have to know a lot better here again in the next few years when you're both retiring, right? And the kids are all gone. Reconnect on a personal level with people. These things aren't only good for your waistline, your heart. They're good for your pocketbook. They're good for your emotional well-being. And that's that works both today and in retirement. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's great advice. And I think you uh, raise a good point here. I mean, a lot of people probably think that eating better and exercising is all about the physical health. When in reality, it's not only going to make you feel better, it could end up saving you a lot of money in the long run too. Yeah. Uh, now I did, I, you know, let's get to this. I, I mentioned health insurance products. So look at those now. Now, if you're healthy at 50, it can be easy to presume that you'll be pretty fit when you're 60. But you know what they say about the best laid plans of mice and men. You know, the truth is none of us knows what's waiting for us health wise just a few years down the road. Heck, even tomorrow, especially after we've turned 50. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. So you still have time once you turn 50 to take care of some of these things, uh, you know, start putting money aside for these things. And health care needs to be a big part of that plan. Uh, but uh, insurance as well, like you say, when it comes to insurance products, though, what should 50-year-olds be considering? Oh, there's so many things you could talk about. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, uh, probably a good one that comes up a lot, especially if we're talking about health and insurance and insurance kind of strategies, things you can do for long-term care. That's becoming more and more of so many people's later in life reality is long-term care. Now, uh, so many people end up needing it at some point during retirement and it's super expensive. Uh, it's expensive enough that it can eat through your savings at a truly staggering clip, M you know, many millions of dollars with a couple both needing extended long-term care can be whittled down to nearly nothing. Now there is some, there are still some long-term care insurance products. Uh, they're generally also very expensive. They can offer some degrees of protection. And if it's suitable and if it's something that's going to work best for your plan, maybe there is a straight long-term care policy. There's not a ton left. Um, but there's also a lot of products that incorporate a lot of long-term care benefits into them. Listen, as you age, health issues emerge. It can be more difficult to purchase long-term care insurance that fits into your budget. Sure. Um, you know, when if you purchase it when you're 50 and healthy, you'll gotten rid of one of the biggest traps at a price that may not hurt your retirement lifestyle. Um, but also there's other things you can get into that 
aren't as health dependent, but still have long-term care benefits to them and have other living benefits that exist. It's just part of an overall strategy that I, I'd love to say that long-term care insurance is the answer, but it's not the answer for everybody. Maybe it's some sort of insurance product that has a long-term care benefit in it or a long-term care benefit rider in it. Um, you know, any, any of these pieces, but maybe not just a straight term, maybe it's another product with long-term benefits or, 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 you know, hospital benefits. There's so many things out there, but if you're not looking at your whole picture, if you're just, if you just go to an insurance person that's allowed to sell you long-term care insurance, that's what you're going to see. Yeah. Go to a financial services professional that can find you anything that exists there is going to find the right fit for your plan. You know, if your death is premature or unexpected, you don't want your loved ones, one, to be grappling with the financial challenges while they're still emotionally uh, processing your passing. So some life insurance product, these hybrid things. There's so many different things out there. But talk to someone who isn't beholden to one particular form of insurance, one particular kind of annuity, one particular kind of healthcare strategy. Talk to people who are it can make these decisions independently, aren't working off of quotas or anything like that, who are fiduciary, fiduciarily responsible to you. And they will help you make some of the best decisions around this really confusing and very important part of your financial plan. Sure. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm looking at our time here. We don't have a lot of time left, so let's jump ahead to age 65. And I know there's just Whoa, a, there's, yeah. there's just right. a couple of key things there uh, before we go that I know you want to mention. Obviously, I think a lot of people probably think they know what turning 65 means, but I'm guessing that you're going to have maybe a couple surprises. Well, you know, there, I, I hope so. I hope there's some surprises. I wish there wasn't. I wish everyone knew everything they were supposed to right. do. Then I could just take a walk in the woods. Yes. But, you know, I, we need to help people understand some of these things. And it's a pivotal year when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah. Um. So one thing to know, it's not the full Social Security retirement age. Some people think it is, uh, uh you know, and it used to be not anymore. In terms of Social Security, your full retirement age is currently between 66 and 67, depending on your birth year. Now you can begin claiming benefits at 62. We've talked about this before though. Your monthly payment's going to be smaller for the rest of your life. Now it's based on how long uh, before your full retirement age that you file. Right. So, uh, so how much smaller? It can be quite a bit smaller if you take it early, uh, can it? Yeah. So if you were born in 1955, your full retirement age right now is 66 and two months, 66 years, two months. If you enroll in social security at age 65, that would be 14 months early. So your monthly benefit would be permanently reduced by 7.82%. Yikes. Uh, you know, that can also slash the survivor benefit your spouse would receive after your yeah. death. And if you file before your full retirement age while you're still working, your monthly payment may shrink based on your income. So there's a lot of things to consider. Again, we run complimentary Social Security maximization reports for people. It's a great way to get that discussion started and help you make some of those smarter decisions based on better data. Right. And my biggest takeaway from this, Matt, is that if social security is on your near horizon, it's a great idea to work with somebody like yourself and have that social security maximization report run. So you get that timing just right. Yeah. You have to take it in light of, you know, it's going to give you some straight answers as to what things look like at different ages. And then if you do the proper work with your financial planner, it makes the decision to file a no brainer. You know exactly when you need to key it in. Uh, 
listen, other critical parts about this, 65, enroll in Medicare. You know, you could enroll in Social Security before you turn 65. You'll automatically be enrolled in Medicare um, if you did that. But if you turn 65 before you enroll in Social Security, you'll need to formally enroll in Medicare and you have a seven month window. That's the three months before your 35th birthday, your birthday month and the three months after that. So you have a seven month window to do it. You can sign up for Medicare on the Social Security website. If you aren't ready to sign up for Social Security, you can, you know, you can still get the Medicare done. Uh, and again, I just scratched the surface here. This could go on and on. Sure. Um, talk to your financial services professional or yep. find one to talk to about that piece of your puzzle. Yep. And I'm not going to name names, Matt Brunner, but I think that uh, <laughs> there are some good ones out there. So, um, Matt, great show today, but we're almost out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Sure. You can call us at 800-339-9252. That's the easiest way all the time. Uh, but the next easiest way, go to the website, request an appointment through the website. That's at compass-ltd.com. Um, and, you know, the only other reason that's easier is or harder is that you might have to open one more window than just pressing the phone button. And then you have to type <laughs> the address, right? So it's more letters than the phone number. is. So, I, I get it. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that's, you know, otherwise they're about as equally easy. I, I think they are actually. So uh, <laughs> that's great, though. You have options. That's good. I uh, hope uh, our listeners uh, really, you need a plan in place. And that starts with working with a financial professional like yourself, Matt. And Matt, great show today. Good topic. But listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.